Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordell. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to our very first episode of the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast. And we are going to talk about everything life coaching. So if you're a life coach or if you're interested in life coaching or if you're being life coached, um, or if you're just if you just want to tune in to learn uh, more about life and techniques and how to better your life, this is what uh, this is about. So I want to introduce my co-pilot, my partner Noel. Hiya. Um, so Noel is a bona fide life coach, and I met her years ago. Why don't we do? Um, let's start with intros. So Noel, let's start with your story as far as your, your life coaching journey, how you fell into life coaching and what, you know, why you gravitated toward it, etc. Absolutely. So uh, my journey towards life coaching started with a really personal experience. I found myself in my early twenties, really depressed. I was in a marriage that just wasn't working for me. Um, I had put on a really, really significant amount of weight. And I felt like I was just kind of missing life, you know, that life wasn't what I thought it would be or, or what it it could be or should be. And very slowly and kind of without a map, I started to dig out all on my own. And just to give you, uh, you know, a sense of that trajectory, it was, um, probably around 2006, 2007, that I I really got to a point where I I felt like I had had enough. And um, my marriage ended. I ended up getting super healthy. I ended up learning how to take care of myself. I went back to graduate school for coaching um, because I felt like there should be another way uh, to help people like me who really needed help at the time. I then went on to two more master's programs, then a PhD, and then I walked away from all of it to come on board with John and become the CEO of our company called Shift. And I really have to say that coming from a positive psychology perspective, coming from the perspective of grabbing life, you know, by the balls, as it were, and saying, you know, I'm not going to settle for anything less than an exceptional experience on this earth is what allowed me to get to where I am today and to become who I am today, who, you know, I happen to really like. I, I, uh, I like it too. I like you too. And I, and I gotta say that, um, you know, I know, I know Noel personally and professionally. And, and one thing I really respect about you, Noel, and admire is that you're not just someone who talks the talk, but you actually walk the walk. So, um, when it comes to positive and, you know, I know Noel's thing is, um, positive psychology, I've never, in, in all the years that I've met you, I, I don't think I've ever heard one negative thing come out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's been hard times, there's been feelings, there's been, you know, of course, there's been, you know, struggles and all that. But like, um, I mean, talk about optimism and really taking the tools that you've learned in the, the world of positive psychology and applying to your own life. You're um, an excellent example of that. And I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast. I would say that to you on the phone. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Let's yeah. get into your story. How okay, did, so yeah, how did and, you end up here? Um, so I also want to remind you guys, uh, and this reminded me, so thank you, Noel, for being so transparent. Um, that's going to be the temperature here is it's going to be a no BS, 
you know, let's cut all the fat and get straight to um, real shit. And um, that's, I'm excited to create that kind of dialogue uh, with, you know, about life coaching. I went down a different journey, and that's why I love um, me and Noel being Starsky and Hutch. I went down a, um, the clinical route. So I, uh, I came from the screenwriting world, entertainment, and uh, it was two feast or famine. I went through a divorce, um, decided to be a therapist. I was actually talking to my own therapist, and he said, you know, if you can't make movies, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want to do what you're doing. If I can't move people by, you know, by the masses, uh, I want to do it one at a time. So I became a therapist, and um, it was long. It was difficult. It was expensive. <laughs> and when, when I was finished, I was kind of left standing alone, confused, and injected with fear. Um, fear to really try to help people the way I wanted to because the therapy clinical route uh, – kind of turns you into a robot because of a lot of shoulds and rules. So that's when I decided to call myself a life coach and I started to help people in unconventional ways using the internet, which I think is um, a, a, a standard now, you know, and a super powerful tool and webcams. And I started meeting people and go to go around uh, on a hike or inside a CrossFit box or around lakes. And um, I just thought like, if we're going to talk about life, let's do life while we're talking. And I learned the people really resonated to that. They thought it was refreshing and different that a therapist was, um, you know, doing things that he wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, so then I really gravitated toward the idea of life coaching. And I thought, you know what, there needs to be some kind of course or program or school or academy that can teach people how to help people, you know, in this new way and uh, empower them to be uniquely them. And so I uh, started the Catalyst course, and I, I just when I first started it, I just I taught every class, um, and of course it got overwhelming, and and then I thought like me teaching every class is like playing with one crayon, and I you know I thought we need a box of crayons, so um, we put the team together, and Noel came on board, and now it's um, it's pretty badass. I'm so proud of it because it's now thriving, and we've already graduated over a hundred life coaches, and it's a legit. Like, I'm really proud of what we built. Oh, me too. I, you know, I'm proud of what we built and I, I'm, I'm proud of the people. Yeah. I'm, our catalysts, talk about walking the walk. You know, I've never met a more altruistic group of people who are actually out there in the world, like seriously moving and shaking and changing lives. Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like I feel like the field of coaching is misunderstood. I feel like most of the public doesn't understand what the point of coaching is. And the point of coaching is to literally help people create the lives that they want to live and help people become the best possible versions of themselves. And there's nothing else in the world out there that does that. Therapy doesn't do it. Traditional medicine doesn't do it. You know, going to a, a healer doesn't do it. It's coaching. Coaching is what gets you to the best version of yourself. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, what's cool is coaching wasn't really accepted. It was kind of a joke, you know, five, six years ago. But now it's 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 legitimate. And um, so many people are coaching and, and making the crossover. Also, a lot of therapists and people in the, from the clinical world, world, social workers, they're all kind of coming over the fence because they're not – they feel restricted there. So now they're coaching, and it's, it, I think it's amazing. 
Oh, yeah. And, and you know, if, if you're a therapist or a social worker, John and I both have clinical backgrounds. Um, it's an excellent way to make supplemental income. And it's an excellent way to have a blended practice yeah. to say, you know, I wear two hats. Um, and, you know, there will be times where I've been in a session where, where I've said, you know, I'd like to take off my therapist hat and put on my coach's hat for a minute because it's a different orientation of thinking about the world. It's a create it concept versus a fix it model, yeah. which and let, let, so cool. Let's tell them the difference between um, life coaching and therapy so, so people listening to this, uh, they could know. Oh, sure. So, you know, therapy is based on um, on the medical model, which is a disease-based model, which basically waits for something to be wrong before you tend to it. And when you go to a therapist, or if you are a therapist, you have to give um, a diagnosis code. Um, you have to assign something to someone that kind of signals some level of brokenness, and then you, you, you work from there based on your theoretical orientation. With coaching, you meet the person where they're at. You meet them where they're at and you believe that that person in front of you, no matter what their walk of life is, is completely capable of personal transformation. And you partner with that person one-on-one, -on -one, heart to heart, motivator to client to strategize, game plan, and build a path forward. And the most important thing about being a coach is that motivation piece of, of creating the space for someone to ask the big questions in life and creating the space for someone to establish a belief in themselves that they didn't have before. Yeah. So um, also, I want to remind you guys that uh, therapy is taking someone from um, suffering to baseline. And then life coaching is taking that baton from baseline to flourishing. And so if, you know, a lot of people are afraid to life coach because they feel like, you know, how, what am I going to do if someone has some kind of personality disorder or, or, you know, something clinical. And in that case, you just refer them to a therapist. That's not your job. Um, there's, you know, li life coaching isn't therapy. And you don't, no. have, and you don't need a, uh, a clinical degree or anything to become a life coach. No, but you do need some sort of, of training to become a life coach. Yes. There, There's technique involved, there are ethics involved, there's boundary setting. Uh, it's a really specific discipline and it's, um, it's a beautiful discipline. You know, the theory behind it just feels so good all around. Right. And um, we're going to get into a little bit of that today. Do you want to move into our, yeah. our heady, um... meaty delicious stuff our, our meat and potatoes yeah <laughs> yeah and what we're going to do is um as we do more episodes we're going to cover so much and we're going to rotate different life coaches and i really want this to be um anyone who's interested in life life coaching and they want to geek out on it i want uh this to be it <laughs> yeah or yeah. if you want to change your own life you know yeah. you can take these theories and these techniques and apply them to yourself and then i bet you you're going to want to try them on other people Absolutely. so Buckle up. Yeah. All right. So um, we want to talk about meaning, connection, and intention. Those are three very powerful words. They're also kind of what our company shift hangs on. Yes, we are the meaning, connection, and intention people. Um, we're, we're also the place to come get coach training and to come find a coach. We train our own coaches. Um, we're evidence-based. The concepts of meaning, connection, and intention are from the world of positive psychology. Uh, one fun fact that I love about this stuff is that 
you know, if you're going to order them, connection to others is really the foundation. When you make connection to other people, yeah. it gives you meaning. It allows you to discover your own meaning and your own purpose. So I, I, it's, I, I think yeah. a lot of people get stuck and they uh, get depressed because they um, they don't have any sense of meaning. They don't, and when you don't have meaning, you lose traction. You feel invisible. And so, um, you know, having a sense of meaning through connection is really, it's huge. It's everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to jump ahead here. What is meaning? What is meaning to you, John? What is meaningful to you personally? What do you think meaning is? It's, um, today meaning for me is something that is, uh, the word I, the word, the two words I see is fulfillment, something that fulfills me. So whether we're talking about, you know, relationships or, or where someone is at my life, um, all the different types of relationships, it's, it's you know, am I being fulfilled by that? And also uh, the word whole, whole. Well, I mean, spelled H W H O L E. Oh come on! Not like a hole in my heart. So my little brother, jeez. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what meaning means to me. What about to you? So for me, meaning is my why. Um, meaning is how I connect to a deeper sense of self. I actually had a really awesome conversation this morning um, with someone who asked me if I had always um, utilized my strength and my capacity to love others. So when I talk about strengths, I'm talking about character strengths. These yeah. come from positive psychology. And my number one character strength is my capacity to love and be loved. When I engage in that, when I engage in loving other people, it fills me up. It, it brings meaning to my life. And this person asked me, you know, have you always been this way? And the answer is yes. But I didn't realize until I was an adult that my capacity to love other people is actually a strength. It's actually my superpower. Uh, and that. yeah. And so when you orient your life around your authentic strengths, that's where you get meaning from, you know, that's, that's how it grows and how it builds. Yeah, um, I love what you just said about um, love. I think a lot of people think love is uh, something that you kind of give away and you always want something in return. But this idea that uh, that uh, by loving, in your case, if it gives you empowerment and oh. a conduit. And 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 it's it's um it's what I do professionally too. I mean, it's who I am as a coach. You know, when when people um, work with me, that's pretty much what they feel is a deep fucking love coming from me and believing in them. And that's, you know, I think that when you're, you're thinking about becoming a coach, if you look to your character strengths, it'll tell you a lot about yourself and how you want to orient yourself in terms of um, your brand. Yeah. Well, so, let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, what is positive psychology? Just, just sure. Open up. Sure. So positive psychology, um, the concepts are actually really ancient, but um, it's really kind of caught on in public consciousness and from a, a, a place of scientific study starting around the 90s. Um, Martin Seligman um, is called the father of positive psychology. He used to be the head of the American Psychological Association. And one day, he caused a brouhaha by standing up in the middle of a massive conference and saying to a room full of psychologists, guys, we're getting it wrong. Mm. We are doing a disservice to humanity. We have been looking only at suffering 
and easing pain, but there is a whole other side to life and it's flourishing, it's joy, it's love, it's happiness, it's laughter, it's achievement, it's contentment. And we haven't been studying it, measuring it or figuring out how to pe- how to help people get there. Right. And so positive psychology, the whole science of it is based on helping people get happy. Mm. Um, and that it's a, it is, you're right. It's a different construct than, than therapy. Therapy gets you from suffering to baseline and then you're just, you know, well shit, you're, you're just, you know, there. And then positive psychology and coaching gets you from baseline to flourishing and happiness. Right. Um, and I think the world is now more interested in from baseline to flourishing. I hope so. I hope so. It's a different way of orienting your mind. And, you know, a really cool thing about positive emotions and optimism is that they're actually like vegetables. John, I think I remember telling you this years ago when I first figured out this theory and I was completely freaking out that positive emotions were like vegetables. Mm. And you, when you feed yourself, you know, it's like for you, you can't just have one carrot and call it a healthy day. You know, you have to consistently eat healthy. And if you consistently feed your brain and your body with this positive stuff, um, you change your brain chemistry. You literally change the freaking chemicals in your brain. And that in turn changes your lens and you become an optimist versus a pessimist. I love that. I love the whole vegetables analogy. I can relate, (laughs) I can relate to it. And I, um, you know, for someone who, who needs to eat more vegetables and knows what it feels like to not have vegetables, um, to, uh, you know, uh, translate that into the mental, emotional, uh, sphere is, uh, I, I see it. I see the, you know, how important it is to practice positive psychology. Absolutely. And it takes work, you know, and, and that's why having a coach is important. And that's why life coaching is important is because it takes work to get into a positive mindset. Yeah. You know, this is why it's Olympic a, it's a practice. It's not it's a, a practice. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like think about like Olympic athletes, like they have coaches, for a reason because they need to train properly and they need to get into the right mindset. Right. It is no different for all the other humans out there. You need a, a coach to help you get into a positive mindset and train properly. Um, when, when you, uh, when you said uh, a few minutes ago, the word brouhaha, it reminded me of yesterday. I was hanging out with someone and I told him I was going to paint the town and <laughs> I think you and I keep saying things that really date us and people are like, what exactly (laughs) are you talking about? But that's what, you know, and and I'm saying that, I know it's kind of off the subject, but it's not because I'm saying that because Noel and I, um, we really believe in being us. So whatever that means. And so um, me bringing that up is just, it's very me. It's very random. It's very silly, but it, it's, it's who I am. And what, what, the reason I'm saying this is as a life coach, unlike a therapist, you are encouraged to be you. That's where your power is, you know, that's where, that's what makes you potent. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think it's, you know, you're encouraged to be you and you're encouraging others to be them. You know, I, I I think at this point in my life, I would shrivel and die if I had to go backwards with authenticity, with, you know, like wearing my hair crazy long and like crazy hippie dresses to the office Mm -hmm. and, you know, like just 
being able to say what comes to mind, whether it's a theory or a string of curses, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, and I got to say, cause I've lived both lives. Um, it's so freeing uh, when, when you are not allowing yourself to be you, when you are exchanging your truth for membership, or if you are, you know, a very afraid to, to be you, whether it's at work or relationships or everything, um, you're wearing shackles around your feet and it just, everything is an uphill battle. I think, um, so for me, after my divorce and I decided to, you know, just be me because it, it was easy, easy at the time because I had nothing else. Um, but when I started to, you know, decide to just be authentically me, express myself, you know, let people, let myself be heard and, uh, you know, whether people love me or, or like me or, or don't like me, that it doesn't matter. I'm not concerned with, you know, that, but I'm concerned with just living an honest life. That changed everything and it allowed me to, um, swim. It allowed me to, and I think it positioned me to run toward my purpose because when you are in that state, you're closer to, you know, who you're meant to be than when you're uh, being a false version of you. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm really glad that, that this is a really nice segue into talking about connection because I think so much of what you were talking about just now, you know, becoming yourself, being yourself, um, not caring if, if others liked you or didn't like you and just, you know, really adhering to that. Like we have no choice, but to be impacted by other people around us. We live in a world, we live in a society and connection to others can go both ways. It can detract from your solid self or it can build you up. Um, and it's, it's really important when you're thinking about connection, when you're thinking about forming connection to be evaluative of the people who are around you, how they treat you, how they make you feel. If you're adopting habits that they may have, that might not be good for you. This is something that I do with clients. I call it a web of influence. Um, And my coach way back in the day did this with me. She taught me that technique and I pass it on. It's it's actually sitting down and mapping out the five people who you spend the most time with and, and analyzing, is this good for you, bad for you? Do you need to make changes? How are these people supporting your dreams? How are they supporting your habits? Um, and, and what do you want? out of connection. I don't think people ask that enough. What do you want out of, out of, no, we we don't. What we do is we fall into, um, relationships and we create our tribe, um, not, not based on what we want, but just what, you know, what we gravitate toward, which, you know, isn't always healthy or, um, what's, what's available to us. So it's like, I'll just, I'll take it. (laughs) They want to be, you know, he or she wants to be my friend. Okay, cool. I'll take it. And I think it's, um, you know, really important to, connect with people that um, just are going to uh, sharpen you and pull you out of the quicksand and make you the best version of you. Yeah. So what do you mean, you know, at this point, I think you and I are both pretty um, healthy people in terms of how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. What do you look for in connection these days? Um, Nice legs. No. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) with connection, um, for me, it's all about, uh, showing yourself vulnerability. So I don't, I don't need my friends to be perfect or, you know, whoever I'm dating to be perfect, but I do need them to be honest and I do need them to be vulnerable. I need to be able to see them. So they're not uh, two dimensional, but they're actually real people. I think that's huge. Yeah. So for connection, you look to have like the whole experience of like good, bad and ugly, like realness. 
Yes. Um, if it's, if, you know, if, if, if you only see some, someone and they're always presenting themselves in, in just the good, um, because no one, no one is just the good, you know. There's all sides to all of us, and if we only see that, the connection won't be as deep as seeing everything, you know, their insecurities, their flaws, their struggles, and also, you know, of course, the dreams and the positive stuff too. But I think that's what makes connection beautiful and deep is, uh, you know, the uh, the whole character arc, all the 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 you know, all the colors of of um, of people and our conditions and what we go through, um, not just a black and white. Oh yeah. You know, I think, um, I think in so many ways, whether it's from a mental perspective or from a physical perspective, especially in relationships, dating relationships, romantic relationships, people try to hide their vulnerability. They try to hide their flaws. They try to appear, you know, one dimensional because that's the world that we live in, you know, little stupid Facebook pictures and, um, you know, like projections out there. And we forget that we're living, breathing, complex, flawed, you know, messy people, um, with aging bodies and, you know, lives that have been difficult. And I think that's a great point to talk about how to bring that to the fore. Yeah. And so if you're listening and you're, you know, thinking about your own life, um, that is you know, part of this conversation is, is for you guys to, um, as we're having this dialogue to reflect on your own life, ask yourself um, who around, you know, ask yourself who you're connecting to and how that's impacting your life. So whether it's good or bad or healthy, unhealthy, um, think about your own personal connections and the meaning that they have for you. Yeah. And, and, and also take it a step further and sit down and think about what you want it to look like, what you want your ideal environment to look like. You know, for me, um, I need humor. I need silliness yeah, in, in every relationship in every environment, like in the office, we just implemented a morning dance party routine. <laughs> True story, because it feels so good to like get some giggles going first thing in the morning. And if I had never taken the time to think critically about what feeds my soul, you know, this wouldn't come out. And and like how weird, like John, you know me pretty well. I'm pretty weird, but like thank God that I have an environment where I can just let it fly like that and say, Hey, I'd like, I'd like to start the day with a dance party. (laughs) Yeah. And I got to say that if you don't have an environment, you go find one or make that. And it's not, you know, it's not, you created this environment. You you didn't only gravitate toward it, but that's what, this is the environment that you chose. Oh, hell yeah. For you. Yeah. Yeah. This is the environment that, that we are all actively designing together because we're a coaching company. Yeah. (laughs) So we talked about meaning. We talked about connection. Let's talk about the final piece, which is the word intention. And what, yes. do you, what does intention mean to you? What do you, and how does it apply to what we're talking about? Oh, I mean, it's like the dance party, right? Like intention is taking both the long view of where you want to end up in life and what you want it to look like and who you want to be around you. And then having the guts to take very small but intentional action steps every day to build your life brick after brick after brick until you get there. Yeah. Intention, yeah. Um, intention is everything. And also, you know, intention with 
other people in tension with your heart, in tension with what you're doing, and you know, is does it line up with um, you know your, what you're passionate about, your purpose, or is it you know off center? So I, I think intention really is kind of the the um, the rudder, you know, or the um, the guide into which direction you're going to go to, into. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and and I think that. I think where where intention can go wrong is and and this is I've seen this time and again with coaching clients and if you're thinking about becoming a coach this is a really important thing to look for and a really important thing to ask about is whose intention are you serving a lot of people do shit to serve others instead of themselves whether it's going to law school like I did to please my parents for a minute and then dropping out or whether it's, you know, dressing or acting a certain way because you think it's what your partner might want instead of actually figuring out what you like. Um, You know, intention, don't mistake someone else's intention for your own. It's a trap. Yeah, great point. So, guys, uh, think about meaning. Think about the meaning in your life. Think about the connection and think about – your intention, all of them. Yeah. If you combine those three things, you cannot go wrong in any capacity. I love it. I love that we're starting the first episode um, with those three words. I think it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And I I, I think like imagine if a meaning, connection, intention are pistons of your engine and they should all be pumping, you know? And so like if one piston's out, it's going to affect your engine. It's going to go slower. So when you actually visualize the power of meaning, all the meaning in your life, the connections, the, the valuable connections, the healthy ones, the you know the ones that you're getting so much out of, and then your intention, and all those, all three of those those pistons are pumping. I think that it's only going to move you forward and uh, make you better. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! That was a great visual. Yeah. I like it. It was it felt really forward moving. Awesome. Well, you you had the other visual, um, so I I had to because we're so competitive. I had to, oh. to try to outdo you. <laughs> All right, guys, um, we're going to keep these podcasts also uh, in, in a shot glass. We like to do everything kind of in a shot glass and, uh, and super kind of streamlined. So we're going to, in our next episode, we're going to start taking questions and we're going to continue this dialogue about life coaching. Yeah. And before we go, I just want to mention that, uh, you know, we're actively seeking coaches who want to join us, who want to join our company and we we train our own coaches. So, um, catalyst life coaching intensive, find us online, book a call with me. Let's keep talking. And I hope that you tune in next time. Yes. Thank you. We are life. We're we're like the, the fight club of life coaching, but instead (laughs) instead of punching people in the face, we are, uh, we're, we're hugging each other. I was going to say there better be some fucking flowers in there. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, be well and, uh, be a powerful catalyst and, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the catalyst life coaching podcast presented by shift. If you'd like to learn more about what you've heard on today's show, head to shift.us, that's S-H-F-T dot U-S for more information. Feel free to rate us, review us, and tell a friend.